this is the part where I come up with like my intro in point two seconds when I don't know what I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I need to get the on out of the way. No, you're good. Yeah, no, that's always the thing. Getting starting, it's like whoop. <laughs> yep. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is the episode one recap for the new season challenge battle for a new champion, otherwise known as season thirty nine. We're here to break it down, and I have a special guest co-host with me today. You may or may have not seen her on TikTok. Blair, how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you doing? Thanks for having me also. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Um, I'm glad to be doing this. Obviously, you and I got acquainted in the uh, in the off-season um, via TikTok, and I saw some of the stuff you did over there, um, and I thought it was pretty neat, so I wanted to kind of get somebody who I thought would be pretty qualified for the job here, so to speak, yeah. and uh, be able to break this thing down. Um, if you'd like to take the floor and just give, you know, a little bit of a basis of, you know, your TikTok, by all means, feel free. Yeah, no, thank you so much, because I'm so excited to be here. I'm like literally a longtime listener, first time caller type thing, because I've followed your podcast for a few years. So it's super fun to be getting to know you and getting to do this. Um yeah, I'm like a lifelong challenge fan, and I'm a writer, actress, comedian, and I, in the wake of All Stars and Homecoming, decided that I wanted to do a reaction kind of based to like clips from the new shows, the spinoff shows on TikTok, and that's been super fun, and I've been kind of hemming and hawing about continuing on TikTok because social media and me is kind of an interesting mix at times, but recently I've been doing deep dives on YouTube on my channel, Hardy Har Har Comedy, where I look at old seasons of the challenge and do like longer format reactions to like the old school seasons. And now thanks to you, I'm all caught up with the new seasons because I departed somewhere around like maybe total madness or spies lies and that like those that yep. that kind of era i've seen like episodes here and there but i between not having cable for a while and the show just changed so much i kind of lost interest and lost you know my ability to keep up and that's part of why i like the spinoffs of like all stars so much because it's like the people i grew up with and I had Paramount Plus and yada, 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 but now I'm all caught up because going into season 39 with you, I'm like, I don't know who some of these people are. And I know so much of the challenge is like history with like past history, whether it's romance, whether it's people screwing each other in the game. So uh, screwing, screwing each other over, I should say, because um, <laughs> <laughs> both happen. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, and I, I, I feel like I quit right when it got good. Like I loved a couple of the recent seasons, I think 37 and 38 in particular, like I really liked a lot. So thank you for bringing me back. I'm, I'm glad I'm all caught up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hit it right on the head. I kind of exited out the same time as you. I think it was midway of Double Agents, which was season 36. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I are kind of of the same like mindset, I feel like when it comes to like our stance on like the show and what we... Um, what we both gravitated towards both initially yeah. and like what we look for out of, um, you know, seasons. And, uh, you know, my hope with this, obviously, and, you know, from when we've spoken about this is to kind of be able to break this down, like in both, like, you know, if we like something, we'll be the first to say what we like, but yeah. if we don't particularly like something, do it in a way that's like constructive and, um, yes. you know, not meant to just kind of, you know, tear down anybody or anything. Yeah. 
Um, cause we know that a lot of people, you know, do like this. A lot of people, you know, especially on the production and cast end, they work very hard to produce this. So at the end of the day, you know, we want to give our, um, honest thoughts and opinions while, uh, being, you know, courteous to all those involved from fans, production, yes. cast members. Um, so I think with this season, kind of the thought process here was we're, we're in like a little bit of a, what I feel like a weird like bubble season where we're one season away from like a milestone number with 40. And I think oh, like a lot of the fans are kind of speculating like that they might do something kind of big with this format. I know a lot of people have speculated something along the lines of like, you know, new newbies versus like old schoolers or possibly even right. like an all champion type thing. So I think with what they were doing here with this season, um, and you could obviously speak to like your interpretation, but I think with like the theme and like the way they constructed the cast with, you know, all people who have, um, you know, never won before, I think like their mind frame was them with the intent of trying to see like what their future looks like, I think, because, you know, you've got, you've got people like CT, Johnny, you know, Car Maria, like these people aren't going to be around forever. You know what I mean? Right, right. They need to kind of build for the future and figure out, okay, who's going to be our next car? Who's going to be our next Johnny? Who's going to be, you know, essentially, you know, putting this show on their back for the next decade or so. Um, what, what did you feel like as far as like with the theme um, and the way they constructed it? Are you kind of with the same mindset as me as far as that goes? That's so interesting because I've been kind of away from social media and like Reddit specifically for a couple months. And I didn't know that that was like a theory, but it hearing it for the first time, that makes a lot of sense because I remember Jay even said in his toast something about like, we're here, we're the new blood and we're here to stay. Or I forget what the exact verbatim quote was, but the fact that they edited that in, because I'm sure he had a longer speech than that, but I'm sure the editors and producers maybe kept that for a reason. Like that's where mm -hmm. my technical understanding the industry brain kind of goes to. I think it's interesting because it's like, they're so long overdue for a season like this. I think the, the closest they came was Invasion of the Champions, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's very similar because my only complaint about this episode was that we didn't get to see any of the big guns uh, coming in you know like usually we see them infiltrate like right away like in ride or dies or whatever and i'm like wait we want a whole episode and we know cara maria is coming back we know that like all these like big hitters are here and like where are they um but it, it makes sense because they're they they brought in such a interesting group of people who are kind of newer to the u.s right because they've been on other iterations of the challenge throughout the globe but they're none of them are rookies like none of them it's like their first challenge and then they had like some older people that have been around for like a minute like big t is kind of becoming like an institution right yeah. like he's a very iconic narrator at this point so you have like a mix of people and i think you're right i think they're kind of throwing stuff up against the wall with different personality types different athletic abilities different social games to see who can like sort of stand out because yeah, with 40 around the corner, they're going to do something, right? Like, there's no way. Yeah, and I think, like, they're probably wanting to crown, like, newer winners, I guess, to kind of maybe, yep. you know, bulk up the uh, amount of champions that they have, at least options-wise, yeah. going into 40. Uh -huh. But like you said, with the personalities, 
um i think like that was a big thing in in terms of the detractors and i know a lot of people you know haven't noticed any differences and they like it right along that's also fine too but i've noticed with like the ones that are the detractors of um kind of the direction of which the flagship's gone has kind of been the personalities um and them kind of feeling like we were almost like devoid of like some of the old personalities that like made the show special initially but i think what i did notice with this especially with them doing like a launch special too and kind of the way they constructed um the first episode is they did a good job of giving a background on a lot of the characters and also Mm -hmm. showed them kind of being like you know having like a little bit of spunk to them you know funny being witty and i think that was a smart strategy when kind of yeah looking to showcase some of these newer cast members to people and like make you want to like almost root for them in a sense like i know like there's you're gonna have like your um your people that are like solely competition you're gonna have your people that are like almost solely social commentary and then kind of like a little bit in between like i'm able to kind of pinpoint certain similarities with a lot of these newer people and like just distinctive um distinct similarities to some of the you know old school cast members like somebody like a michelle um from survivor she reminds me so much of paula um oh interesting yeah (laughs) like just so much like paula uh horacio i see like a lot of similarities to him with landon um yeah even like a a little bit as a Derek too because like he was in so many eliminations the season before see thank you for making me catch up with all this stuff I'm glad I know this history but like yeah like he he's a beast like he's someone that you think will dominate one day like I'm confident Horacio will be a challenge winner oh yeah I mean like my money's on him whether it's this season or a future one like there's no way he's so good <laughs> listen if we were betting people we might want to put some stock into him you know right exactly <laughs> <laughs> like even with somebody like big t who's like um you know commentary like th- people like her are so essential cast members to the show mm-hmm. because cast members such as her are what keeps the show going because you need somebody to be able to narrate what's going on and kind of be like that almost relatability factor of like hey i'm not like the biggest person out there but i could like kind of you know make makes turn some heads here if i you know do something right like big t reminds me so much of like a younger car maria before like around cutthroat time car maria like rivals car maria that's really what she kind of reminds me of or a little bit of a Devin Simone too, just like colorful yeah, commentary. Yep. Like she's so, and like loves herself in a way that's like not toxic. I think it's genuinely just, I'm going to show up for myself. This is who I am, you know? And, and uh, I, I love, like, I love Devin so much. I think she's so fun. So, and then Anissa a little bit too. Anissa's one of the greatest narrators oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. and and kind of like a big t where like people underestimate her but she's she can dominate an elimination sometimes you know what i mean like she's kind of a wild card she's either going to go very far or something's going to happen you know Mm -hmm. well you you did hit it on the head as far as like the last time we saw something similar was kind of invasion of the champions Mm -hmm. um some differences in that like Invasion of the Champions contained all 
like this was like prior to them pulling from like CBS shows. It was like right. real worlders and like some already the one people. That's right. And like I remember in the beginning of Invasion of the Champions, they had them living on like that like island type thing. And something similar was when they had them staying overnight for this, like right. initially to start off. I think that's smart because like at this at this stage, we've already seen like if you want to kind of put them in like a like an unfamiliar, uncomfortable situation. I think we've already seen kind of like the whole throw them on an island, throw them in a bunker on Total Madness type of thing. I think the fans don't don't necessarily trans well translate well to seeing the cast members miserable on screen. Like they want to see them having fun. They want to see, you know, and I know that that was a big thing with uh, Total Madness and Double Agents and what what kind of pushed some people away is like the kind of the dark and dreary vibe of them. Like, People watching the show watch it like some people might be watching it as like an escape from their like normal life. Like they don't want to feel like, you know, they're depressed trying to watch these people. You know what I mean? Yeah, because initially, like, it's interesting, too, because I recently have watched the first two seasons of the challenge before they knew it would be the challenge type thing. It was like a road rule season with real worlders and then it was road rules versus real world. And that was the first time challenge was used. And they're not living in these like fancy places, right? They're on Winnebago mm-hmm. still. So it feels appropriate to kind of haze them for a night, but not have it be the whole season. Cause you're right. Like we, I don't like watching people in bunkers. That's weird. Like, especially when that was happening in the pandemic in real time oh for one God. of the seasons. Two. Can't it was just, up. Like... It, no, it was dystopian. It was so bizarre. And when the challenge started cooking with gas and kind of, we got to like, battle of the seasons the first one or battle of uh, the sexes and the gauntlet and all that stuff it kind of felt like adult summer camp and it was like an escapism it was part for real competition with athletics part chancy competition that's like kind of random and part reunion and part summer camp or vacation watching beautiful people be in cool resorts or at the pool talking and that's a part of the fun because that's a part of the fun of real world and road rules and it keeps the connective tissue to the show alive yeah and they definitely did a good job like we said of um establishing like a fun element to it um and like we saw certain people stand out like i think a lot of people got like to really showcase their personality i mean big t yeah Definitely got kind of like almost like a main character arc type of. She did, (laughs) but not even just her. They did a like a really good job of presenting everybody to where like it almost feel like they evenly distributed uh, to a large degree, sort of um, the uh, character development here with a lot of these you know cast members. Who do you who do like stood out to you from episode one? Either you know as somebody like just you gravitated towards their personality or just, they just stood out to you. So in terms of people, I really didn't know who they were. I don't remember his name, but the blonde guy with the tattoos up to his neck and he helped everybody get, he made the plan to get everyone get out the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know anything about him, you know, and he was an interesting character to me because he seems pretty competent, but he's like likable. Also, like I've noticed that they've had more, they definitely have some fuck boys still and like people that are like whatever, but they've had like a lot of very likable people that they've pulled from other shows. Like I think it was season 37. I was shocked at how many people were just nice to people and it wasn't all villains who villain. I'm like, oh, this is such a refreshing kind of all-stars feeling energy. And he kind of reminded me of that. Um, 
it feels like they're also like you said with Michelle and Berna, I can't completely tell where they're going arc wise because they both kind of have like a lot of enemies or people that would sacrifice them and they're athletic but they're not like laurel scary or cara maria scary in terms of like their abilities at least as far as i've seen so Mm -hmm. like that's interesting to me i know that there's others but like some of these faces are still sort of newer to me so i'm curious who the standouts are for for you because you might help jog my memory a little too um yeah in terms of like who i feel is like sort of being presented to us as kind of like like these are going to be your next superstars here is like mm-hmm. probably olivia and horacio um respectively i like them a lot too no like, yeah they seem like 100 yeah um but yeah no i definitely I, d- I definitely think like like you said um berna you know not really making too many friends right off the bat here but like you know, if one really stacks up, you know, skills here, I mean, one can make an argument. She might be the best of the bunch as far as the females go competitor wise. So that's, yeah. that's really going to be like uh, an interesting plot because if you got somebody who may not be the most liked, but they're the most like talented, then that's going to be yeah. like a rock and a hard place situation. Like, do you value, um, do you value skill over, you know, potential politics here? Like that's going to be something to watch because it seems like, um, Seemed like there was, at least to me, like kind of a few different um, alliances straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like there was one going on between like um, <clears throat> like the um, Olivia, Narice, Mariah, and I want to say Raven uh, were like a four-person mm-hmm. power trip. And then I saw like Big T and um, Melissa yeah. kind of got their own thing going on. And then Burn is kind of in no man's land there. Uh, <laughs> Right. And people are trying to help her, like the the woman who's a psychologist. I don't remember her name yet. I think she's blonde. And um, Huey, too. Mm. Right? So I like Huey. He's so he's hard not to. Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, here I am. This is who I am. And I like people like that. <laughs> yeah, I think Huey kind of reminds me a little bit of like trying to make the compare like kind of like a Tyler Duckworth type of guy. I don't know if that's. Yeah, that's an interesting comparison because they're both again, good, but they're not CT good. They're kind of Mm. a wild card athletically. Like they could lose or they could win, but they're also really fun color commentators. Yeah. As well. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, we certainly saw like, at least on the guy's end, like it seemed like they were kind of like a well-oiled machine as far as like Uh, working together. Like, that was another interesting thing. I, we've never seen this, um, at least from like you know what I've seen. I've actually you know the very first season of the challenge. Although I don't really like count it that well. Everybody was on the same team. It was just like it wasn't a competition. They just had to complete the mission. <laughs> yeah, we've never seen like a traditional challenge season have everybody on the same team. Yeah. You know? So this is definitely, um, it's definitely like an interesting you know plot line here. My gut tells me that somewhere along the line, either at the midway point, they're either going to split them up into two teams or like go individual. That to me is like at least where I think we're headed here. I think so too. I would say partners, but I think at the end of the day, it is going to be teams or individual because it's like partner challenges tend to be so specific, like rivals, exes, rider dies, things like that. So I also am curious about like, what the 
so are they are the champions being brought in as like mercenaries or are they gonna join yeah they won't the they won't be active members of the the God. game itself they're just basically hitmen hired for the eliminations okay that's what i thought but i wasn't completely sure so because that would have been interesting if they had to battle a champion in every elimination like that would have been kind of cool <laughs> listen if i'm playing devil's advocate here if, if i'm like sure. if i'm like an executive the reason why uh, i think like you know the mercenaries are being brought in and again i can't fault them because it fits within the context of trying to crown a new champion you know going through you got to be the best you got to beat the best type of you know narrative going on there i think that the i think just like honestly if i'm being honest i think the champs are being brought in as like sort of like a marketing thing as far as like yeah because because if you're trying to market a season and get people to tune in, you kind of got to like, you know, throw like your CTs and cars in a trailer. It looks catchy. Oh, this one, you know, they're on this week. Let me go and tune in type of thing. You know, you don't have yeah. your traditional like, you know, franchise pieces there to kind of throw in the season and market, you know, so they kind of got to yeah. draw some people in. I think that's like reason number one. But reason number two, I mean, it fits within the context of the story, at least. But um. I am most excited to see Kara return because it's been yeah like four-ish. Yeah, it's been four years since uh, you know we've seen her. And she was an institution. Like she was on more seasons oh, yeah. than not she was in a, a row. She was like the face her. of the franchise like at was. one point. Yeah. Yeah, love her or hate her, it doesn't even really matter. Like she's the challenge. She's on the Rushmore faces somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, like i was we were talking off camera that you know like it's hard for me to personally pick a rush more because there's so many different categories of how you could like qualify it but mm -hmm. she's a contender no matter what i think so yeah um one thing i one thing i did notice too um i don't this is just what i picked up on because we talked about like them kind of splitting up midway from a narrative perspective i don't know if this is their intention like from the start with seeing kind of how the vote went down with like the guys trying to be like, Oh, it was like the girl's fault. A girl yeah. should go in type of thing. If I'm like, you know, an executive here, I'm like seeing this unfold and I'm like, okay, we got it. We're going to have to make this a battle of the sexes type situation midway through, you know, I know. it's right there for the taking. If, the, you know, if you're able to improvise, if I'm like a producer, like I'm ad libbing this, maybe it wasn't your intentional idea. But like if you're just watching this thing unfold, like it'd be like, I think we might have to like pivot here and make this a sexist format and like have guys, girls situation. And then if you want to like at the end, make it like an individual final, go ahead. But like I think like from a narrative perspective, it makes so much sense to do a battle of the sexes type format. I, yeah, I'm I'm curious about that, too, because I clocked that as well. I was like, whoa, are we watching an old school season now because that hasn't really battled the genders at all kind of hasn't been a thing for a few seasons like that is it hasn't been the vibe so mm -hmm. i was kind of stunned to see that from the jump that both sides were kind of strategizing to get someone of the opposite gender out um i yeah i'm curious because you know that they set up the rules but you know that they have wiggle room where like if they're saving like for instance an elimination and they know two heavy hitters are going to go up against it. You you know they're going to pull Hall Brawl instead of, like, a puzzle. Like, you know that they're going to mm -hmm. swap out or change some things on the flip of a dime, depending on what happens. So that could be one of them, for sure. Because, 
why not run with it? But it, I'll be curious about the second episode and third, see if that pattern gets solidified or if it twists in a different direction anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you're able to kind of like balance the daily challenges to where they don't really favor like a specific sex or gender, like that's one way to do it. Um, but that kind of remains to be seen. I did enjoy kind of the deliberation though. Um, it, it was like really refreshing to see like almost like a group sort of, yeah. you know, going back and forth debating on like why somebody or should and shouldn't go in. Um, I, I kind of miss that banter. I like seeing like an unpredictability as opposed to like, you know, somebody just kind of getting ganged up and thrown in like, Oh yeah. Like I like seeing actual deliberations happen to where like yeah. some, something like the ruins we saw, like, you know, nobody knew who was going in and there was like genuine, like putting our heads together, having a vote and like figure out like, who's the you know person to go in. Like I miss that element. So that it reminded me a lot of like, old school challenge yeah because like the past seasons have had a little bit of that but at the end of the day the voting is usually kind of different or not public you know the way it is like it kind of reminded me of the duel a little bit with the name like going down the line and saying names when they actually got to the elimination because that's the other thing too you can deliberate all day but if whoever's first picks a name and people want to just follow it so you know what I mean? Like safety and numbers. They're not like saying something on their own. That's an interesting twist in a way. Yeah. I think everybody thought they were going to vote for someone else, but then as uh, Jessica, is that her name? The, mm -hmm. yeah. As, yep. as she got, everyone just kept saying her, you know, I, everyone who wanted to say big T or a guy just would like F it. We're just going to comply. <laughs> I don't know. I think Horacio saying big T was, not a great idea because if, if you see everybody like it's one thing to kind of be i understand like wanting to be your own person and be different and i respect that generally sure. but sure. in that situation you kind of have to be like i mean you know 30 other people just said this person's name why am i gonna like shoot my own self in the foot on the first day and say somebody else's name but that's like what's so interesting about this season because besides maybe a J and a big T offhand, I, that's who I'm thinking of, but I know there's a few more. Most have only done a season or two. They're still kind of rookies for what we qualify yeah. as rookies, you know? And like, the, I feel like it's going to be messy for that reason because like even Jessica being like, I'm going to talk about how I'm sure. It's like, that's such a rookie mistake. Like you don't, <laughs> Put a, you know, and then Horacio being like, I'm going to say big T. That's not how the game is played when it's played well. So it's interesting to see them in real time make mistakes that like are probably going to come back to bite them. Or in Jessica's case, it did because she got sent home. But like, you know, Horacio, it's probably going to come back to bite him. But at the same time, he's dealing with all these other rookies. Maybe they won't single him out the same way because they're going to be playing a different game, if you will. Like, it's just interesting to see how it's going to all play out. <laughs> Yeah, I I really um I I miss that element and I think that's really important sort of the um the messy element to it. I think like for a while there we had seen a little bit of too much kumbaya stuff going on. That was a big And they're uh, too savvy and they're too savvy. <laughs> yeah, so we need messiness. I understand yeah. like you know, you don't want the entire thing to be messy, but a healthy balance of messy and uh, you know, competition is is certainly what i think is you know required for a challenge season to be good or not um 
I agree. Yeah, and speaking of Messi, we saw what's oh, his name? Kier- I feel like his name is Kirian. Kirian. Um, with uh, I think they show. I think that I don't think it happened yet, but we see like sort of like this budding romance between him and Michelle going on, and then in the trailer at the end, he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, well, he no, I think he did say because he got on the phone with her in the episode. And oh, like, okay, like, yeah. Cryon said like his girlfriend, and I was okay. like, <laughs> yeah, that's so. We haven't seen a blatant like messiness like that in a while. Like Horacio a little bit with like Laurel last season because like he kind of was talking to someone back home, and she was like, okay, peace out. But it was a gray area. But this was like his girlfriend. So you you know who this reminds me of. <laughs> Dunbar guy was like the token like I've got a girlfriend guy story like I feel like that happened like multiple (laughs) no yeah it was literally real world that happened um it happened on like I believe the island the duel too um yep maybe even the ruins but yeah that was like a thing (laughs) like him always having the girlfriend and then yeah always having like a thing going on so you're right. That's a good comparison for sure. Modern day Dunbar. Never thought I would say that in 2023. Yeah, where'd he go, man? Like he 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 disappeared from the challenge entirely. Yeah. I I I, I liked also that um the daily and the elimination was like hard enough, but it didn't seem like inconceivable that like somebody at yeah. home could do it. It reminded me of the old school challenge where it's hard, but it's not like super industrial and they have to like, you know, make bombs not go off and, the, 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 you know, or they have to like not run 15 miles or something. It was just very like, this is a mission that's so weird that you couldn't do this at your average gym or probably even a special gym. So it's fun to watch because it's like an escapism, but it's still like you need some athletic athleticism and skill for sure and smarts too. Where they really lost me was like during Total Madness, they had like this one daily challenge where people had to like jump into this pool filled with like negative degree, like water, like ice. And you had like multiple different people get taken to like the ambulance or whatever. Right. And at that point, it was kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, this is just like borderline torture. Like, if people want to go yeah. watch this, there's a new Saw movie that just came out, you know, like people right. are really interested in this kind of torture stuff. I think that's the thing. The challenge just started to take itself so serious kind of in that that season and the seasons kind of immediately surrounding it. Because it's like they also would wear like all black, which is so hard to figure out what you're even watching. You know, when they're on these Mack trucks or flying through the air, everyone's running in a mud pit or whatever it is that they're doing. Like I do like, even though they're all still wearing the same uniform, I do like that it's orange and gray right now Mm because it's more eye-catching and you can like, it kind of brings back the fun of the challenge, in my opinion, but it's also easier to kind of keep track of people a little bit because everything just blurs together when they're in head to toe black and doing these crazy like Mission Impossible style challenges, which is fun once or twice a season. But we want to see the goofiness or the unpredictability or the lightheartedness while still keeping it athletic. You know, like it's feels like we've been swinging back in that direction. And I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that was... um again that was like a big component as to why the show is special to begin with i mean i yeah. my my personal favorite era i i loved the show from i think i want to say like i'd say like the duel 2 era 
for me through like probably Battle of the X's 2 was probably like my favorite. Like just Yeah. I feel like we didn't have like almost like a bad season through that stretch. Um and I still like the show like in the um like the uh the Rivals 3 arrow like they kind of didn't really feel like that season in particular. I had nothing against the daily challenges. They were all fine mm-hmm. and I liked the format. It's just like bananas and sarah very clearly were like gonna win so there was not like a whole like you know whole lot of competition that season um and then bloodlines was kind of a little bit like it's wonky yeah (laughs) wonky season but i still liked it yeah but i still enjoyed it from like dirty 30 and vendettas and even you know war of the world started getting harder but like i still like the personalities um so yeah this was this was great i thought i mean Daily challenge wasn't too inconceivably hard, um, but hard enough to where yeah. it actually makes you like work because you had to go and retrieve these, you know, poles from uh, this like almost like dirt ditch in a sense. And yeah. then go and solve a puzzle. And one thing I did catch on this is there was money on the line in that daily challenge. Yeah. Back in the day, there used to be right. like you could win money in, by winning daily challenges. It wasn't just the final. Yes. I miss that. I'm glad that they brought that back because it gives this, it's, there's more stakes to the daily challenges, you know, at a certain point, it was too easy to throw a challenge because there was no consequences if you lost a challenge besides maybe going into an elimination, but sometimes that was strategic, right? And it's not that they didn't float, uh, throw challenges back in the day with like an inferno or something. Of course they did. And they would miss out on 10,000, but they would sometimes do it to get rid of like dead weight or whatever. But, like, that just adds to, like, again, it's stakes. Are you going to lose the money? Are you going to lose the teammate? And I also miss when they had prizes, too, because that was fun to watch people win, like, Brad win a motorcycle or get a new laptop. Like, because, again, there's an escapism where it's like, I want to go on a show or I'd win cool prizes. And it was fun to watch people, like, win or lose the prize that they want. Like, it made it a little more dynamic. And, again, the challenge kind of lost that DNA along the way. So this feels like a little bit of a callback to older seasons. Well, I got to put you on the spot here. If you're on a challenge and there's prizes to be had, what's, like, one thing that if TJ is just like, all right, whoever wins this challenge – this is yours. Like what, what, what's one thing that if it was on the line, you're going like, you're going like a wall to like, ensure that you uh, go and win this thing. Oh man. That's a really good question. I don't know. I think it would be something like if there was like a MacBook pro or something mm. on the line, you know, like something that's like a little expensive and hard to get on your own or you have to like save up for. Cause like I'm in entertainment and I want, I hate my MacBook Air. I want the MacBook Pro. Uh, so I'd be very excited about that or something along those lines, like any gadgets that I really can only afford every few years, you know, like anything that's an upgrade, I think is, would be, but I don't know, maybe a trip to Aruba would be fun too. Cause they used to give away vacations. So I think either something technological that would be helpful for me in my life or like a sweet vacation. I think those would be the two big things, but what about you? Um, I am kind of a glutton with for food. So like if there was some like, you know, if they're like, oh yeah, winner of this gets to go and like eat something like away from the house on your own type of thing. Like, cause like I know the Burger King challenges or the yeah. challenges that they used to do. Maybe yeah. not Burger King itself, though. I will say Burger King is actually getting a bad rap. I think it's actually quite fine. 
That's just my <laughs> opinion. But that's for a different day. Um, <laughs> I think probably some form of food. I know Survivor does it where, like, that's different. Obviously, Survivor, you're kind of getting, like, starved out there. So, like, mm-hmm. when you win a challenge, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, winner gets to go and enjoy, like, a private food thingy, majingy, and bring somebody with you. That could be the tempting. island did that. The island did that too. Remember when they shipped in pizza and they got to eat it? Yeah, <laughs> I would say probably some form of food, maybe. But like, I'm a pretty simple guy, so if like there's a lot of money on the line, I'd probably just say lean towards money, and then I'll figure out what I want to use that money for after the yeah. fact. Because like, I don't know if I was on the spot, like maybe tickets to like a concert or something, depending on like who you know, yeah. be performing. I'd right. take Post Malone tickets in a heartbeat um mm-hmm. but yeah now we're kind of just veering off into like what we're asking for for christmas at this point I know, right dear santa <laughs> yeah santa yeah. listening to this you know you know where to hook your boy up here yeah <laughs> <laughs> um who are some cast members that like maybe maybe not are right at this moment being like penciled as like okay these this is kind of like your main person but you feel like it's like almost like a dark horse to be sort of like a um a mainstay sort of throwback to somebody from the past like who's somebody you feel like's got potential to be like okay this person's got mainstay potential oof that's a good question um because there's just so many people to kind of pick from you know like I guess, I mean, some of the names we talked about already, like Horacio, Olivia, uh, even Big T, like people like that. But I'm curious about what Jay's trajectory is going to be because they keep bringing him back and he's kind of the little engine that could, but he even said it, he's never made it past the halfway point, which kind of blew my mind because I don't think I clocked that. So it's like, they clearly love him, but I can't tell what he's really going to do on the challenge. I also just really like, players like Corey I think he's like is his name or Co- the 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 gay guy yeah Corey yeah I thought I was like wait I'm like am I thinking of another Corey I'm so bad at names anyone that's like watched any of my other content knows this but um I just think he's very likable and I think he's talented like he's athletic but I'm curious because it looks like in the preview he like says he's using people you know what I mean and like kind of being a double agent so I'm kind of curious about like Ooh, what's his trajectory going to be? Uh, I can't help but root for Chauncey because he just seems like a nice human and I yeah. think he's athletic. So I'm. it's hard because some of these personalities, I just don't know as well, even having caught up with the seasons. So I'm like, I don't feel like I know all the ins and outs of their abilities or like how they're going to mentally play the game. So I'm still sort of taking it all in. What about you, though? Um, well, by the time this comes out, shout out, I interviewed Corey, came out on, I think it was Monday, I think at this point. Okay. Just kind of get a firm, uh, this yeah. is, okay, yeah, this will be out next week. So yeah, this interview okay. will be out at that point. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> no, in terms of like who, if I'm like speaking from an objective opinion of like who I think like, okay, this cast member has a lot of like mainstay potential. Um, I actually think because uh, i said like dark horse there's some obvious ones like olivia horacio yeah um some more obvious ones i think a not so obvious one is raven um because which one is raven which one is she uh curly hair light-skinned okay i'm gonna have to look her up for some yeah. reason uh, she did not make an imprint or at least not immediately coming to mind 
No, because I just saw in the trailer and like I just noticed with like some of her commentary, like she she rem- she reminds me of like a Teresa, somebody who's like mm-hmm. something messy is about to happen. Um <laughs> for better or for worse. Right. But like, yeah, I think she's gonna have like a really big season, at least from what I've kind of seen from the trailer. Um and some just like her personality seems like somebody that's not afraid to like you know, get her hands dirty, both competition and like strategic wise. So I think she's mm-hmm. got like more of like a dark horse candidate. Um, and then like, as far as like the guys go, um, cause I'm trying to be like more like dark horsey, like sort of out of left field here. Um, I don't know what he's like as a competitor, but I think like in terms of like what they look for in terms of storyline here, the guy who's cheating on his girlfriend, uh, it's definitely going to make like an imprint here. Um, we'll have to see how he is as a competitor, but that is literally like what they look for in terms of yeah. messy guys. <laughs> I just made another connection where I almost don't want to compare him to him because he's literally a convicted criminal at this point. So I don't want to like have oh, shots God. fired. I think I know where but you're going with this. Kind of like Bear because didn't Bear have like yep. a girlfriend too? I forgot about that and like was leading on uh, Georgia, you know? And, and so interesting but like i have a question like are you surprised that they didn't bring back some other mainstays who have not won a challenge like other Corey, you know Corey, who's now on like teen mom or like i don't know if this this was filmed before or after nelson's accident but he's like another one that's kind of glaringly missing to me no, um, he, it was just, yeah this was filmed uh, i believe this was filmed in may and it okay. like yeah and Corey. um Corey was, I believe, either still filming or just had got done filming the um, Challenge USA, too. Oh, okay. So that's, you know. mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because there's just, like, a lot of people from the past five to ten seasons that have, like, really uh, become staples in their own right. Or, like, I'm very invested in, like, Nani's trajectory because she's good and she only gets better but she still hasn't won and she's not on this challenge and people like that there's a few others but there's some from like the most recent seasons where i'm like oh we're like they didn't bring back amanda that would have been interesting too oh she would have fit this season like a glove where's amanda like seriously like whether you love her or hate her she did did, uh she did the usa thing too oh okay so there you go so it's the thing like I think like there was so many people, like all the prime candidates of people that I think would have fit this format, like a glove, all were on that challenge USA. You had Corey, Pauly, Amanda. Yeah. He's a polarizing guy, but Fessy even would fall yeah. into that category as well. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I was about to say Hunter, but he's technically one, depending on which way you look at it. I consider him <laughs> a champion. I consider him. Yeah, one. I did too. Just because he didn't win the money didn't mean he didn't win. Yeah, the- Sarah won on exactly, and she didn't 100%. get money. So. Like he's somebody know. that like, if you think about who would have fit this season, like, kind of feels like he would have, but he's technically a champ. But I think because like he like just disappeared so like soon after winning, yeah. it kind of feels like there's more of a void with him. But I wouldn't have, you know even minded him being brought in as like a mercenary technically because he he's yeah 
Or they could have brought back like, um, cause remember going back to invasion of the champions, they had like an old school person like Shane on it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. there isn't really anybody that's like from that era or even 10 years ago that like just didn't win for whatever the reason I'm spacing on like who that maybe could have been, but you know, they didn't, yeah, they, they could have gone. It's interesting that it's so many new people, like, which I think speaks to what you're saying, where they're really trying to groom a new generation. Cause some of these old heads, who knows how much they can come back in the future. So you're on. To who, who's like a random return for this season that would have fit the format that like, like you mentioned Shane on invasion, right? Like yeah. he just popped up out of nowhere, but like fit yeah. that team. And he obviously made the season a whole lot better. One could argue he was like the MVP of that season, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then you seen like in like past seasons, like on Vendetta's Brad popped up after a long time away. Yeah. Uh, Derek on 3030, even Teresa on double agents. Yeah. Like, that was out of nowhere. Who is somebody that like either guy or girl or both? You could throw a couple names if you'd like. Who's somebody you would have loved to see just like pop up out of nowhere, like random return um, that like fit mm. this format? Because I got like a couple. I mean, God, it's so many people that could fit. But I mean, like, I, I think ironically, I, I probably have so many names, but the ones that kind of came to mind would have been someone like. And I'm not saying this is good or bad, but someone like an Eric, like a big easy, you know what I mean? Because he always had that underdog story. I don't know. Oh, that's if I random. <laughs> so random. And he was on All Stars. So I don't know how much it counts because we did sort of see him recently. But like, he's somebody, he's kind of like an Anissa. Like, you yeah. know, that where it's like he can do so well in challenges, but does anyone really believe they're going to win the final? Hard to say. Probably not. Like, probably not. I don't mean to be a hater, but probably not. But like, like he's random or even a Devin Simone. I already said her for a different reason, but she fits that energy. Cause they're all kind of silly. And like her and big T I want to see in a room together, like so bad, but like she's another wild card that can go far, but is kind of an underdog too, you know, but I know that yeah. there's others. So I want to hear what you have to say. Cause there's so many names I could pick, but that's just like what went to my brain. Just off the top of my head here. And they're both from the same real world season. Dustin and Cook from Real World yeah, back that, to Las Vegas. Yeah. Like they would have just been like just completely out of left field returns. And they're like still like Absolutely. they're still young enough to where they would have kind of like fit in. Like with I yeah. think Cook is the same age as Casey and uh Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. she would have fit right in. Dustin's around the same age as that. So like they're they're right around the same age as a lot of like the you know average uh cast members so they would have kind of been plucked right in there and i mean you know nani and leroy are like yes. you know kind of relatively uh mainstay people i know leroy hasn't been on in a couple of years but um all stars for that right like wink. um yeah yeah so um i think you know bringing them back would have been interesting um i'm trying to think like because i'm trying to be like fair here and you know people that haven't won um Oh, I have a random one. Marlon from Portland. I would, yep. That was because that like, was, mm -hmm. he and Jordan went so far in rivals. And then we never did we ever see him again? Was he on free agents no, or one? No, okay. Never. It was his only Avery. You know, Avery would have been a good one too. Oh, that would have been a really good one. Or even Johnny. 
like her yep. ex like because mm -hmm. i think both of them would fit the energy of this cast in terms of it's a little bit messy and a little bit not savvy but like they're both fine at what they do like they weren't awful you know naya would have been cool too i know we've seen her recently but she she would have fit yeah. this so i agree i'm trying to think of like anybody who also went out without like winning from either kind of recent or older seasons that we haven't seen in a while because i know there's so many people that were hoping to win and you know um haven't for what it's a shame that robin's not super healthy these days because like yeah she really wanted to win and never did and obviously she's not going to be on our screens anytime soon she's dealing with personal stuff but she'd be I don't know if it'd be healthy for her to come back to reality TV ever, but like, I feel bad that she never won, if that makes sense. Cause she was one of those people that wanted to win. Yeah. I mean, not to veer too much off, but it would have been nice to see like her in a homecoming capacity, but I don't think, you know, anything, well, I don't even know if homecoming is even a thing anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't think anybody, like, <laughs> you know, not to veer too much off here, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as I go, I think, you know, because I, I didn't want to get too much into the weeds of, like, the specific episodes. Obviously, if you watched it, um, you know, you don't need, like, a co comprehensive, like, breakdown of every little detail right. of the episode. We're kind of just here giving our, like, broad scope on some of the people in the show. But um, yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to add as far as the episode goes? I think the, the only thing I want to add is that, like... I guess two things. I just found the Jessica thing hilarious, how she kept talking about how short she was and cutting to all the people just staring at her kind of weird and stuff. I texted you about that because I was, full disclosure, I was kind of stoned when I was watching it. So that was extra funny to me. <laughs> um, I was just like, this is such a rookie. You know what that reminds me of? Not as bad, but like, do you remember by any chance, did you watch Total Madness where um, that girl Jen said, greetings, Earthlings? Oh, shoot. In the nomination oh, speech. I'm not remembering that offhand. Oh, my goodness. Well, you've got your homework assignment. you got to go on okay. Paramount Plus. I believe Watch it's episode it. number two. Okay. And you got to go to this deliberation uh, nomination because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the funniest moment to me because it felt like an old challenge season whether it's from what you just referenced or I, I hate to say it but like robin also in rivals gave a real batshit yeah me a cult but don't vote for me kind of speech um so there's that but the, the the thing that i think is kind of exciting though to end i guess is that i have no idea where the season's gonna go like i don't i feel like it'd be weird if like big t was out halfway through because it feels like she's getting that main character energy so there's like a few guesstimates like that but i have no idea who's going to be next eliminated i have no idea how people are going to face off against each other i don't know what politics are going to happen because a lot of the alliances are newer to mm -hmm. or we're less familiar with them as viewers depending on where they're coming from so it's exciting and i just kind of want to buckle up because i don't like when it's rivals and it's like people like uh you know, Wes and Kenny, you know that they're going to go far, right? Like, you know yeah. that they're, if they're not going to win, they're going to place high. And which is another thing. I like that they're also getting money for second and third place. That's something I miss from the older seasons as well. So I just I, I'm on the edge of my seat because I, I have no predictions with like who's even going to make it to the end. 
Yeah, I, I also would like if they brought back, like, I know it's different because there's, like, a bunch of them on the same team right now, but I would like, like, last place automatically goes into elimination type I format. I miss that, too. I kind of miss that, too, because it simplifies it it, everything. Yeah, because it helped it be both on strategy and on ability. You know, it was a combination where it made it very hard to predict how it was all going to line up and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, it would definitely dictate how people would like to throw somebody into elimination depending on who's down there. If you have like a yes. tough person in elimination, you're not going to let – you'll be – might be, you know, hesitant to throw like somebody down there, you know, being like, yeah. oh, well, this person's coming back. Or you might send somebody like good down there to take out the person that's in elimination. So that definitely would – certainly impact the political side of things you would think well because you had to change your strategy on the drop of the dime depending on who placed last you know because like who you wanted to throw in maybe that wasn't smart to throw in against that person because maybe it was ct and ct was going to eat them <laughs> and like they were going to go home you know or, and you wanted to keep them or you know because you know or like I, I worded that weirdly but you know what i'm saying like it's like there's just yeah. uncontrolled variables i guess is what i'm trying to say for sure well you know, I had a you know, fun time hopping back into the yeah. flagship. So um, I'm sure as the uh, weeks go on, we'll have a lot more to talk about because, you know, only in episode one, stories are soon to take shape. Yeah. Um, and if I were to give any last parting words, it's that Burger King is underrated. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. Burger King. <laughs> yeah, right. Call him. He's available yeah. for sponsors. Um no, completely agreed. It's just like, this was a primer episode, right? We we're just kind of getting acquainted with who everyone is or reacquainted. And it was setting the tone for what's probably coming. But the next episode, it's going to be super fun to recap because we're going to be really cooking with gas, I think. And we're going to have shocking moments unfold in no time. So it's going to be exciting. <laughs> for sure. Well, all right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you all next week. All right. Bye.